I was talking in the last podcast about how refreshing I found it to be dating alpha males in Los Angeles. And it wasn't to say there weren't any around here. I had, I have dated, Laurie and I have dated oh, yes. an yep. alpha male, both the same alpha the male. Same. That's very true. Alpha right. males? You've dated the same alpha males? Uh, the other one, probably not so much. <laughs> <laughs> My lovey. My lovey. Come and stay a while amid the... British charm that is called my brain. I'm a journalist and pastor in California, but don't hold that against me. I wasn't brainwashed. I chose to leave my atheism on my own accord, consequently after two sips of Kool-Aid. But that's for another time. These opinions are my own, most of the time. The humour was learned of a book I found in a hedge, and the dreamer in me, well, she's here to stay. So, you're very welcome. Just whacked me in the face. Let's talk about men. Okay, friends, Romans, countrymen. (laughs) Welcome to the Carry On podcast. Mm. And here we have Laurie and James Burke. Very excited. We've had them on before. Glad to be back. Mm. Oh, it's delightful. So delightful. And there's something about these two that I find I am at my most. Both thoughtful, jubilant, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and relaxed. (laughs) So it's a deadly combo. Yes, it is a deadly combo. That's very sweet. We were literally teaching (laughs) earlier this week, and just for the record as well, we've also got Ty in the building. Ty does all the producing. He's the one that did the best part of the podcast, which is the intro. Yes. <laughs> and so Ty's with us. So he's going to, at some point, roar, I think, into the microphone. He, <laughs> wanted, he said he wanted to. He wanted to do the alpha You said roar. it. Alpha roar, he did say it. <laughs> Tyler yeah. Linehan, He literally gentlemen. only agreed to do this podcast tonight if he could do an alpha male roar. So I'm very much looking forward to that as the Your highlight. Your wishes are command. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I literally... I we a few more gin and tonics. <laughs> Then we'll just let him loose into the field behind us. Yeah. Um, so, in many different ways. So, here we go. We were talking earlier this week. Laurie has this fantastic um, sort of class module to many of the students up at our church in Northern California. And it's all about empowering women. And the, the issue that's been coming up for me recently in the last few weeks is the concept of alpha Hmm. Alpha male. In fact, I say last few months actually, because it just seems to be hot on the press of hmm. many different tongues. Some of it is why are we not having more female preachers on the posters yeah. at these huge conferences? Yeah. Right. Why are we not having um, more alpha males in the church to date? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't realise that there was a drought until yeah. I started looking around, going, "Oh, I think you might be uh, might be onto something." Mm-hmm. And then also being accused myself of being an alpha female. Yeah. Which I never... In a derogatory sense, yes. not in a positive sense. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't think that I was one. And I may not be one, but I could be essentially misconstrued as one. And then I had a, a, a sweet little message from someone on Instagram. Um, <laughs> his name... Treat. I can't wait. A little, yes. little, little treat. I've heard this, nugget. but I can't wait for the... A little nugget. Yeah. Uh, one morning, I, I read this oh. little message. And um, he, he was asking me about, you know, I was talking in the last podcast about how refreshing I found it to be dating alpha males in Los Angeles. And it wasn't to say there weren't any around here. I had, I have dated, Laurie and I have dated oh, yes. an yep. alpha male, both the same alpha both the male. Same. That's We've, very true. Alpha right. males? You've dated the same alpha males? 
Uh, the other one, probably not so much. <laughs> <laughs> my lovey. My well, just lovey. Not, just not like the... if. I know we'll get into this. Not yeah, the, the definition. Not our like pop culture's definition of alpha male. Gotcha. Only one of them fit that bill. Yeah. Pop culture only fit the, pop, the pop culture, culture gotcha. definition of alpha male. Yeah. Gotcha. Not and the I scientific would, definition. Yeah. That's it. And I would probably say that Laurie and I are quite similar on the edge of what people might construe as alpha female. Yeah, I think so. And then of yep. course when Laurie married James, and I'm like, oh, it's good, so good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that alpha females do marry. Good yeah, to know. Yeah, Lovely, yeah. you know. And of course. Because I've absolutely adored James from afar, and as mm. I've been getting to know you guys yeah. as friends, and yeah. now now I've turned them many times lifers, yeah. and so I think one of the things. So yeah, this message that came through to me was basically saying, uh, "Have you ever considered why do you find alpha males so refreshing? I've done everything to avoid being one um, because I see them as bulldozing and mm-hmm. bullish and um, aggressive." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of intrigued as to why you find them refreshing, mm. which I was like, great point. You're making me think it's about something question. here. Yeah. It's yeah. a really great point. And I actually said thanks for asking this question. Yeah. It's making me think. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, he said, uh, and have you ever considered the fact that you are just intimidating? Oh. To which I went, oh, no, no, no. Um, I can see how I could be. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyone, any male that is around me, that yeah. is in my life, whether it's friends, husbands, yeah. Tyler, mm-hmm. or the boys, the bros, the mm-hmm. men, the spiritual dads, yeah. the uncles, the avuncular relationships that I have, all of them will go, oh, sweetheart, you're a pussycat. But often that's because they've, A, taken a little moment to know us. Mm-hmm. And I sure. think that's where we start to misconstrue what alpha is yeah. versus... You know, you'll see me in pockets of getting passionate on stage or, right. yeah. or I don't know, a hardcore article that I wrote that was just punchy, you right. know. And yeah. so therefore, I'm, you know, one of my favourite writers in the UK is a woman called Polly Vernon, hardcore feminist, but she has this sort of alpha edge, but it's mm-hmm. because she's just so direct and on the nose. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't necessarily go, oh, alpha... But I, I've been the same in that, going, oh, yeah, they're bullish, they're domineering. Yep. And I would say I actually veered more towards the tender-hearted, yep. actually probably more effeminate guys, because I thought, oh, if I go out with an alpha guy, then he's not going to be thinking about my feelings or be yeah, tender. Sure. So I put them in two classes or two brackets mm-hmm. yeah. and didn't think, oh, alphas can actually be tender. Mm. Sure. And so we were talking about this a little bit on your empowering women amt and talking about what alpha actually means and alpha female yeah and then james was talking about the definition of alpha so i think we should talk about potentially what we all think alpha means yeah yeah versus what it actually means sure which james has the answer to yeah I have an answer from well, we have, an expert. We have an right. answer from yeah, an expert yeah. who, who defined the term defined alpha the male, term. or was part of de- yes. part of defining yeah. the yes. coining the term yeah. alpha male. But I, I think when we hear it, even even <laughs> knowing the correct term, when we hear it, we think yeah. um, like aggressive doing. domination. We think like really strong, really strong, just yeah. bulldozing. Like like bully. we said, bully. And, and not caring for the feelings. It is really interesting Dominating. though, because there, yeah. there is a dichotomy because we celebrate it in men, yeah. but when women display it, we yeah. demonize women in it. So, yeah. so yeah. even even in yeah. our popular culture on, definition, babe. which is misconstrued, there still is a really double standard. Yeah, it's a polarizing it. yeah. like 
like it, it's just really hurtful i think i think my personal definition before watching that ted talk and listening to that expert mm. i think my definition of alpha male wasn't was still wasn't what pop culture described it as i think i always thought of it as like the person that had that like thing in the room that mm. everybody kind of like concedes to yeah like it they didn't always have to be like the loudest one yeah. or the most demonstrative or the most energetic mm. yeah but they had that thing that like everybody kind of defers to mm. them that was always yeah. kind of what I thought it was um even though I was have been very aware that the pop culture definition is like these I mean even like romance novels that are like t- typical yeah. alpha male or whatever like describe them as just so domineering and like well, even if you think about Francine Rivers and Redeeming Love and the mm-hmm. most famous sure. Christian fictional book ever with Hosea, and you're like, yeah. he's pretty... Oh, yeah. She feels pretty hardcore in the sense of her rebellion. Huh. Yeah. Feels demonstrative and bullish and mm. difficult. But then his strength attached to forgiveness over and over yeah. again to keep on rescuing her yeah. feels to me... I think it's it was so alluring. All I kept on thinking for like a year after reading that book is, "Where's my Hosea?" Oh. <laughs> Not that I was yeah. the Lame. prostitution on the corner. Good to know. Just clarify. Just for that just quick check in. In case you're wondering. Yeah. Um, quick check in. So yeah, I, I just I literally was more like, oh, I I don't want to feel like any of my passions or my emotional expressions are ever considered to be so strong that they are terrifying sexually Mm. towards the opposite sex and also um, just frightening. That that wasn't the plan. Yeah. Um, And yet I've got plenty. I'm surrounded by plenty of females um, who are the top of their food chain, so to speak, whether they're yeah. the founder of their business or the f- or yeah. the female lead in whatever their world or the food chain is, so to speak. Yeah, I yeah. shouldn't yeah. say it like that. But no, I like that. No, that's a that's a good visual, though. Yeah, yeah. and they all have a journey <clears throat> of trying to be understood. Not that they, not that they've gone beyond that now. They're like, sure. I, we've been so. They've seen the anointing of the Lord, the authority of the Lord on their life. And what they recognize is, oh, this is an intimidation. This is just an anointing and authority. Yeah. Sure. So actually, it's completely removed from Alpha, completely. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole different yeah. if we're thing. Talking about, if we're talking about, like, dysfunction, okay. Like, there yeah. are totally hurtful things or ways to, like, be, I guess. Like, and I think yeah. that's just across the board, male and female. Yeah. Like, what we're talking about is those, those types of personality traits in women yeah specifically yeah. that have been demonized or said this is too strong mm-hmm. or this yeah. is too, too, much. too much much and i i look at that and i i said this to the class i look yeah. at that and go well it's it's actually not to the right person it's not too much like yeah, yeah. yeah i know that i can be really direct and sometimes that's like scary for people especially yeah. people who are more like quiet and yeah. cons- very very considerate of how people experience right. them 
I know that I can be very direct, it, but that's not coming out of a dysfunction. No. That's just, I just prefer <laughs> to shoot it straight. I just yeah. prefer. You do prefer. I just to prefer shoot to cut, straight. to cut through the BS <laughs> and yeah. just get to the point. Right. That's why I love you. And so here, but here's the deal. Before James came along, was that often misunderstood by guys? Oh, even when James is still along, I still misunderstand uh, it. Really? Actually, oh, actually yeah. though, I would say James is James is one of the more tender yeah. of Thanks, the people babe. that I've dated, like yeah. more sensitive and yeah. like a really in a really good way. Mm-hmm. So you felt yourself. The person that I dated that. before him was also that way. Was m- even more so sensitive. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like thoughtful and quiet than James is. James isn't quiet at all. But or thoughtful. Um, <laughs> just like <laughs> just a bag of trash is what we're trying to say yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Just James. toss them out and put them at the street corner. And let the Friday trash man pick them up. All of them. I would say. Oh, there! If you could stay around for the birth of the child. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you could stay Laurie's around for Rowan Wallace, right that'd be really, that'd ball. be really Dude. kind of you. <laughs> but after that, but after that, then. It's so funny. He'll raise himself. To answer your question, yeah. typically, JK, JK. typically I've dated stronger, more dominant guys than James. I've, wow. But I, but I have. He, I would say, is probably one of the most sensitive emotionally aware mm. kind he has a james is like his father mm. who's a trauma therapist and that james is very um uh nurturing so mm. he thinks about like he's very empathetic and i think i have typically dated people before him that sure were empathetic and loving but maybe more um, demonstrative than me yeah. so I don't think it ever came across yeah. I know in the relationship right before James which was very he was very quiet and, and gentle and sensitive that I that was definitely a point of contention for us right but outside of that I mean mm-hmm. for most for the most part it was never do, did they think I was loud? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did they, right. Do they think I was wild? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. they think I was crazy? Yes. Yeah. But I never got told by a guy that that you was intimidating mm. to them. Do you think that was down to the choices of who you were choosing in the first place? Or do Maybe. you think it was down to something else? I mean, I've been told I was too much by people not that it, like, not in a dating sense. Right. right. I've been told by the church that I'm too much. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So, like the other day, I was co- I was coaching, um, a t- team, yeah, a third year team, yeah, here at the school, and one of the students, she beautifully described herself as an Enneagram Eight. She she said this phrase, and it really it really hit me. She said, "All my life, the church has tried to beat the eight out of me. Ooh, they called dang. it they called it rebellion." Yeah. And I was wow. like, oh, like that just hit me you in the chest. I felt uh, it because I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing in me that like, like a, the challenging, I don't challenge to be difficult. I don't challenge yeah. because I want to fight. I challenge because I am asking questions. But you're also a revolutionist. It's part of the makeup of an eight, I think. Mm. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'll it's take part that. of the revolution. It's part of the pioneer thing <laughs> Yeah. of like, and I mean, one of my favorite you know, I've, I've got a boss at the moment that I've been working for for the last eight weeks, but he's been a bit of a hero to all of us, really. I mean, we all know him. And 
So we're essentially sitting around a table and we all get our recorders out to listen to this man mm. <clears throat> because he's probably, he's just got a kind of golden wisdom that mm. I've not met another guy that would be in the room with this guy and not stoop down to listening and shutting up to listen to what this guy's got to say, yeah. if that makes sense. And he yeah. always talks in stories and analogies. And it sounds like Jesus. It really is, actually. Mm. And um, I, what I'm fascinated by with just the amount of authority this guy can function in a room with, and I don't think it's the amount of success that he's done in his life. I don't mm. think it's down to... Some of that will help, obviously, with the biog that comes before he enters the room. But I think actually part of it is, gosh, this guy actually just really understands people. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think I've ever had a boss before that will be on the phone and will be typing down notes about stories you're sharing with him. And he'll file it under wow. your name because he really wow. believes in the stories of everyone. That's beautiful. And yet when he comes into the room of some of the greatest wealth That's creators, great. he, he is able to share the nuggets of stories and humanity like no one else before. And mm. I think that's part of the... But he's also... Gosh, that sounds like that. That sounds like the true definition yeah of alpha mm -hmm. of alpha that's it so that's i think beautiful authority. i think what's been yeah the the power of authority but how we use it mm -hmm. and i think so therefore you can have the bullish alpha you can have the ones sure. that are literally bulldozing their way through life and everyone's just terrified of them and yeah. gosh i interviewed um a guy a night general from the church of satan last summer oh. and Another no, one? A new same one? Same guy. No, Must same guy. Oh, yes. Conversation. It was, oh, no, wait, it's he's fascinating. He's not anymore. He's, he's converted to a hardcore yeah. believer now. Yeah. And it's but, so, like, all the word. things you tell me about talking to yeah, him right. are so fascinating. Well, the fact is, when I tried to even interview him via Skype, all of the electricity in my house went off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this has never happened before. I'm going to have to call you and use data. And yeah. he said, yeah, this happens a lot. So I was like, okay. Yeah, this happens every time. Yeah. And like, and here's the deal, the, the definition, like this is a guy that was involved in gangs, he was involved in the, the ultimate power weapon of guns and just general life or death killing of yeah, people. Right. Um, at least that was his world. And so his one-upmanship was, well, I've got one better than that and I'm involved in the occult. So I just, with the power of my mind and praying to Satan and talking to Satan, I'll be able to you know, extinguish you, basically. Wow. And was paid tens of thousands by people to, in quotes, kill people off. Mm. And sometimes it was successful until, um, you know, Satan would come. He would literally speak during the night from like seven in the evening until five o'clock in the morning, he'd be talking to Satan. And Satan would call him his son. Like they were very, very close mm -hmm. over this period of time. Gosh, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's and crazy. It's bonkers. And yet, and I think in some ways, <clears throat> even just this story is quite an epitome of power and dominance and alpha versus the true definition of alpha and mm. what it is. Because basically they, they use, the, they allure this whole point of father and sonship between him and mm. Satan. He ends up saying, listen, I need to kill this woman off. She's been having an affair. Someone's asked me to kill her. Satan comes back going, we can't actually touch her because she's a believer, mm. even though she's having an affair. And so what's interesting is he then recognized, oh, there's someone else who's got more power play than I have. And that disturbs me and it actually annoys me. The believers mm. have this sense of authority. Wow. And they don't even know how to use it. 
because yeah. half of them are just bumbling around. Not even knowing. More than half, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, not I'm even, one of them. Not even recognizing the kind of authority they're walking no, that's in. That's wild. Yeah. But I mean, his stories is 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 really insane. And I, 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 I for me, I'm just the. He wanted to go on a sabbatical with Satan. And so, <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. Just what a line. You want, a I'd like to, hi, Satan, I'd like to go on a sabbatical. I'm just quite exhausted. These 7 till 5 a.m. shifts. Where do, you, where do you book an Airbnb if you're doing, <laughs> if you're doing a Satan sabbatical? Maybe Barstow, California. Literally. Can yeah. we get All him my, on the line? My brother's Barstow. He yeah. literally had his event. And then, but because he was seeing these other people taking holidays and vacation, because he was so close to Satan, he thought that he could be have a bit of time off, you know. And unfortunately, <laughs> instead, Satan made him blind for an entire year, medically blind for wow. one year. And so how he came came back out of this entire season was he had a dream. And um, as he was coming out of it, he was basically on his way to hell. He was on a train and he got off the train and he, he just felt full heat. Mm. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this story, but apparently I'm this is so a hardcore tangent. Right now. Don't stop. He literally comes up and there's this blinding white light, and basically Jesus comes in and says, "He's about to kill you. Do you want to come with me?" Wow. And he said, "I've never felt a father heart like it until mm. that moment, and I didn't realize the amount of earning for performance and and actually I wasn't enough. So the whole too much, not enough wow. combo was very, very real. And so the the authority wow. and the power of encountering Jesus was so much more powerful than the hardcore dominance of Satan wow. because of the tenderness fascinating. of it's God. So, Father. It is wow. so fascinating. Right? Yeah. And, so, and so that's been the thing for me. And even in my journey of like, oh, I think I'm probably tending towards more the tender ones that, you know, but then I'm like, but there's something missing. I feel like a giant sometimes yeah. with that kind of personality that is so sensitive and so tender. When I have moments of passion, I'm like, no, don't misconstrue it incorrectly. I'm just passionate about what my Lord's doing or passionate about sure. the truth yeah. of the matter, you know. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, so I think this has been the definition of what Alpha yeah. means. And then then when I was, we were prepping for the lesson the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I also want to talk about Alpha females because I think sometimes they are misconstrued, are uh -huh. misunderstood. Yeah. Or they are, or women think I can only be Alpha female in order to be a leader in the church. Right. Or a leader, period. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. In any realm. Or I can be alpha female and do very successfully in my career, but I probably have to say goodbye to a marriage and children. Right. Mm -hmm. So it seems to be extremes on some level. Right. Until James yeah. then said the definition of an alpha. Drum roll, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this this came from a TED talk that I watched during the primaries of 2016. Uh, his name is Franz, <laughs> oh, Franz Duval, I believe. Franz. Franz Duval. Franz Duval, Duval? probably, because he's what from Sweden or Sweden. something. Sweden, yeah, I think Sweden. I think he's yeah Sweden or Franz Duval. <laughs> Anyways, um, the the if you just Google it, alpha male or female, alpha is just like especially in the primate or the like chimpanzee world, which like, is where he he studied. He's he's a, a, he's, a he's a primalologist. Primologist. So, yeah. yeah, so yeah. that's what he studies. So he's a smart dude, smarter than me. 
Uh, he's actually the one who. Can I just say something? Can I just Smarter interrupt? Can I just interrupt? Yeah. He's got his iPad out with his i i his Apple pencil. pencil, yeah, and his little pinky. Oh is yeah, that my, my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my I've got my articles <laughs> up. This is this is when a seven this You've is when a seven me. goes to five in hell. Oh yeah, right I love here. it. I just want to make sure information. I get, information. I want to make sure I get my facts. My facts correct. He's got his speaking outfit on right now. I do have my speaking outfit on today. <laughs> the beanie. Yeah, the beanie. The I bomber just don't jacket. The, the jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Someone's, apple Wait, pen. we're not filming this? I thought this is a... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Back to the original... Sorry, definition so, of an apple. Uh, so basically, look, if you can Google it. Anyone can Google it. I would recommend to do it. Just <laughs> Google um, alpha male <laughs> TED Talk and it'll come up. And it's a fascinating... Uh, just TED Talk because it really debunks a lot of myths that we have around that idea. And I think for me, like I said, growing up hearing alpha male or alpha mm. female, it yeah. was like one person at the top, do whatever it takes, fear and shame, control and manipulation. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Get the, results. It's the bulldozer, the, the person who does whatever they take and oh, they're the alpha male. Mm. So on sports teams and businesses, that's, that's what books are written about. That's what we essentially kind of worship and the person mm. at the top. But um, what he kind of reveals is that being an alpha male or also an alpha female, which mm. I didn't know before that, uh, consists of a lot more than just power. So I think what, what not what I think, but he talks about um, that power is a part of it. So using authority. Um, or make, having it being the one of, being with the authority strongest, for the group. So the strongest chimpanzee is the one that is at the top, but it's more than that. It's actually authority, empathy, peace, generosity, wow. how well they're trusted by others. So he said the most coalitions they, coalitions create. they create to create wow. peace. And he says how well the alpha male takes care of the least of these within the the, the tribe. Or and within yeah. provides co- comfort, those and, two things. And provides yeah. comfort. So um, Donald Miller in his book, uh, Story Brand, um, how to create your stories, and it's about marketing. Talks about this that the two greatest qualities in a leader are empathy and authority. So I think in our society we've separated the two. Yeah. We think that you can only have authority, and authority looks like dominance, and yeah, do, do, which do whatever you can to control and, and yeah. keep yourself there, or empathetic, and we've got to crowd and be low. Yeah. When actually there's a, I think there's a mutual submission in both. Yeah. And I think that's what he proves through his research that the most successful alpha males or the 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 true alpha males that have the greatest reach carry kind of both of those tendencies, empathy and authority. He adds more like peace, unity, how well he can create unions with others. So I found that fascinating because I I grew up thinking the alpha male is the one who beats their chest a loudest and has the biggest car and the most, the biggest house, the most money, Mm -hmm. all of that. But it, it seems like, like if we look just down to nature, the alpha male, the people actually one with the most authority are the kindest one. (laughs) Kindest yeah. men and yeah. old women. It's true. But then kindness and knowing their authority. Mm-hmm. So it's not substituting one for the other. Mm. It's not saying, yeah. oh, in order to be kind, I, I can't tell people, I can't instruct people, I can't. Well, yeah, because he said, because he said, even like the the males in the group, in the primate group, the males in that chimpanzee, chim- sorry, in the chimpanzee group, mm-hmm. the oldest ones that actually have been the alpha male of the yeah. group will give their. Authority. alpha male authority to the to the young 
to the next mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And they still have the most, like, look are looked at by the other chimpanzees as yeah. having the most yeah. authority. Yeah. yeah. But so they still they still have their authority mm-hmm. even after stepping out of yeah. the alpha male role of the group. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. They still carry that. And Absolutely. he even did say he showed a picture of the three chimps. One was like mm-hmm. the older one, the alpha male one, and then one was the mo- the strongest one in the group. Yeah. And it actually wasn't the alpha male. It wasn't. Yeah. Right. It was just a strong chimp. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, is what I've been redefining in my own world, my own experiences, both as a single woman, but also as a female, in quotes, leader, is I felt, from, from my perspective, more people have been seeing or commenting on a sense of authority or leadership in my life since I became more empathetic. Yeah. So I was pretty much the bulldozer, pretty mm-hmm. hardcore, straight on the yeah. nose. I mm-hmm. was quite edgy. I was quite sharp on the, and well, I didn't feel a sense of authority. It was like I was fighting for it all the time. Yeah. And I thought if I don't do, especially in the world of advertising, where you're just in nothing but a male chauvinistic yeah. nightmare. And I yeah. thought if there were any woman that would ever succeed in the likes of one of the top agencies of advertising, see if you think of Mad Men yeah. or ever watch that show, um, Yep. It was a very strong depiction of what it was like in the 50s and 60s of coming into the world of advertising. And essentially, they were the greatest power players. They had the most money. And so, mm-hmm. therefore, their main goal was p- to manipulate us, yep. so not just buying a fridge, but a smeg fridge. Right. And so, we had to learn tools, and it was all ego ridden. It was. Yeah. yeah. And we and I remember working with so many of these hardcore alpha male guys mm-hmm. that both drove their Bentleys into work, but would happily uh, share, you know, be incredibly inappropriate with women, but also um, power play all the time yeah. in the conference rooms, yeah. as well as create some kind of story. Mm-hmm. I think I might have shared it before at some point in my in in a podcast or somewhere in a book, but I remember, you know, my. I had a former boss that, um, in order to sort of create a sort of sense of, uh, he just loved stories being said about him when he wasn't in the room. So he often did really eccentric things. And one particular night, uh, there was a new employee on the block, if that made sense. And we had this sort of godparent scheme where uh, some of the leaders of one department were basically mentoring other people from another department. And so he was mentoring this accountant guy because he was the creative director of this agency. He'd been very famous in this particular genre. The fact that he, I even worked for him for longer than a day was mm-hmm. outlandish. A lot of people couldn't hack it. It was oh, yeah. essentially like working for around a winter, but yeah. in advertising. And so he basically slips a note to this kid. This kid gets this note saying, meet me at 12 o'clock in reception on Sunday night. Comes into this reception, no one's there apart from the security guy that slips him another note saying, your car's waiting for you outside. Gets into this car, drives over to Millennial Bridge. Gets out of this uh, car from Millennial Bridge. His phone starts calling, it's my boss. Boss starts calling him and saying, I need you to start walking over Millennial Bridge. As he's walking over Millennial Bridge, my boss is basically, he's holding this boa constrictor snake around his neck, this live and direct. This is not where I saw this going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. This is not I where say, I saw this going. I just got brought going. back to the VMAs with Britney Spears. Free totally. <laughs> What in the world? What? So he's literally holding the snake 
and he starts reciting this poem about courage and he just leaves this sweet young accountant on the bridge and he's, he brings out his arm so that the snake starts wrapping around this oh sweet God. young accountant's shoulders and then he just leaves him yeah. and leaves him on his own yeah. on the Millennial Bridge in front of the Tate Modern Gallery yeah. and just after midnight with a bow constrictor around his shoulders <laughs> and the whole point of it was I need you to share this story with as many people so then no one can predict who I am Yeah, and that was a kind of a power play but also oh he's so creative yeah <laughs> you know well, I mean? well done because now it's it's on a I podcast. know. Yeah. I'm and still now talking I'm about wondering it. who is this guy? Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who and are you? He's sir? literally 13 years later, I'm still talking about that story. So, <laughs> that is a fascinating. I mean, story. it is one of those. So, there are these moments of like, why did you do that? Yeah. What was the point of this? I don't think it was for the benefit of the guy walking <laughs> no. over the bridge. I don't yeah. think so. How can I no. betterment this person's <laughs> yeah. career? And yet, I mean, the, I guess solution. Yeah, I mean, what do you do with the thing? Yeah. yeah. You got to come up with well, some he was wondering. Solutions. He was wondering whether he should shut the snake into the river yeah. and then lo and behold just for anyone that was concerned the snake handler came up around the corner and grabbed it off him so there was, oh, there was all been planned yeah, oh, yeah, oh good but, yeah I was okay. thinking too on like logistically like yeah. do you take that in a cab a do you just take that like, I feel in a like black that's cab? like illegal yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like you have to have a handler but I think I think sometimes on a much lesser scale we're trying to make power plays on on, on much more subtler ways in our in our days in some sense of it it's a control and and for yeah. me the most um authoritative most impactful moments i had with that boss was when he was kind and tender wow and i wouldn't often see it but it was enough for me to defend him for the rest of my life wow because of those moments and i think and i've been fortunate enough as we all have to be surrounded by yeah. yes. authoritative men that have yep. paved the That's way true. of modeling yep. empathy and yeah. so when james confirmed oh actually if you don't if you don't know how to play the empathy card yep. you cannot actually lead your kingdom nope. if that makes it not the rule no, yeah. not kingdom. effectively well you won't be successful you'll mm -hmm. be overthrown is yeah. what the guy said yeah and it, yeah mm -hmm. so i um couple things are just even coming to mind because yeah. when we're talking about we're talking about authority we're talking about inner confidence and even your boss bless his heart yeah but dude had some like that's to me i'm like <laughs> guy's got some issues it got guy's got a, an ego that he has built and there's an inner oh. there's an inner child i would say there's an inner child that's terrified well just to back up that story yeah he he was actually a very brilliant creative. He was considered one of the top 20 in the world. Uh, and yet, when he was younger in the industry, his he just lost his mind for a moment mm. because he was so mad that something didn't go his way on a particular creative campaign yeah. and threw a yucca plant out of the office window and smashed an entire window. Wow. He was fired, but the very next day, another creative director from another agency heard about it and went, obviously, the guy's passionate. I want to hire him today. Yeah. It's so funny, the different so perspectives. It's, uh, it's promoted, yes. like yeah. alpha... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hardcore passion, dominance. Yeah. But don't you know care. what? I don't see that print, that thing that he pulled with the bow constrictor as like a definition of dysfunction. I see it as like that's a funny prank to pull on the well, person the that you're mentoring. I would say, like, yeah. This is, yeah, one of the things I would say is go. He actually gave me permission to be a lot more free. 
Yeah. And okay, I was. that's good. And yeah. I met on, on a creative context. level, yeah. it yeah. actually made me go, oh, I didn't know we could be a bit naughty like that. I yeah. didn't know we could. Yes, this is really cheeky. We I haven't feel. harmed anyone other than put the fear of sure. the Lord into this sweet yeah, especially yeah. This poor little accountant. Yeah. The account, well, what's this poor little numbers poem. guy over here? Yeah, the, but he was like, I just want to work with a calculator. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not a bear constructor. I'm here to crunch um, your numbers, sir. I might, <laughs> let me tell you about my first day at the job. Yeah. Yes. And so I think, I think, it, I mean, he was reciting about courage, and I think he probably went, This is a guy that's used to not change. He doesn't yeah. like variety, likes yeah. to stay in his office, likes to just have spreadsheets and numbers. Yeah. So let's get him out of his box. That's okay. That's and, cool. And I think he did that, and but then equally it was, and he probably would admit to this, he loved... I'm sure ego-driven as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and, yeah. But also, that was his world. It was encouraged. Right. Right. It was... The fuel was added to the fire if you did anything like that. And yeah. I had so many... I mean, God, I was surrounded by these creatives yeah. all day, every day, doing the most craziest antics. Yeah. And they were doing the craziest antics just so the likes of my boss would get would have his attention. Right. So I had people dressing as ghosts outside of the office for, like, hours. What? I had people dressing up as... He'd be like, you're not old enough. And then someone would come in as an old man the next day, dressed up. Like, everyone was trying to vie for their attention because uh. if we could get a job under the boss with one of the finest advertising agencies in the world... You've got it made. That's it. That's the definition of power. Yeah. yeah. And the pa- But see, that's the problem, isn't it? We've had this power, hunger yes. mentality that has gone... It's We can be one or the other. So yeah. so on the church level, we're mm-hmm. like, well, we're out. We're out of power. Yeah. We don't want to have anything to do with that because that's just been very deadly. Yes. Rather than actually utilising the Lord's authority right. for great, great things. Right. And knowing when and how to steward yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think power and authority are two different things too. Yeah, that's true. Right, because you can have power and not authority in something. Because I yeah. think of authority as that thing that's been tested and tried in you. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's good. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that thing that's been repeatedly tested and tried. And okay, well, actually, through. yeah, and you've walked through that over and over. Mm. Okay, well, now I actually, when I speak about this thing, people listen because I not only know it and it's become yeah, my encounter, but yeah. I have keys because have I came out of it. it. Yeah. Power is like, I mean, people can have power without having authority. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Ooh, Do you know what I mean? That's a great point. That's got some sauce I mean, on it. That's really good. <laughs> Keep going. Preach it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are so funny. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that guy sounds like he had both power and yeah. authority. Yeah. yeah. He has right. the power in the company. He can make people or break people, right? Right. But he also right. has authority because he's genuinely just really good at what he does and yeah. thinks outside the box. Yeah. And that's yeah. very clear. Yeah. yeah. But but then I think not that, everybody has. Both. I think the longevity of of true authority comes from empathy. So for example, yes. these yeah. people can actually have, they yeah. can play their part, they can win the Oscar, they can have their moment, but the longevity of them actually transforming and impacting people's lives with the ability, which has got this crazy daddy long legs flying yeah. Oh my gosh, and I heard it's it was six in my feet ear. long. <laughs> I heard it's it was a dinosaur. It was like, no. no. Yeah. Oh gosh, I just got full body chills. Oh, We're doing yeah. this on the back porch with we are. beautiful fairy lights in the background, and yet the stars are gorgeous. It yeah. smells really pretty out. Yeah, it's just crickets. like the mosquito, the mozzies. Oh, and crickets. Yeah. I wonder if they can hear the crickets in the background. 
so. Oh, Ty like wanted to add the ambiance. Yeah, well done, Ty, Ty did. This was Ty's idea actually coming out here. So okay. Yeah, but that is that is fascinating though. Talking about power and authority, mm. and so I, I would propose. So most men who want let's let's talk keep talking about alpha males. So most people who want to be alpha males. Mm-hmm. The. Are you saying I'm talking about to back to the stigma of our our pop culture our view pop culture definition of what of an alpha, alpha male okay, successful gotcha. powerful yeah, yeah. Pe- people that we have a bent towards power like uh-huh. we want to be powerful mm. without the cost of true authority in walking in that power mm. yeah so what I think what like a, a real a good leader knows how to empathize and knows when to step up sure. knows how to be generous and knows. Yeah. I would say moves beyond their ego to say, mm-hmm. what is best for my people? What yeah. is best for my organization? What is best for, for my group? Or in our sense, what's best for the church? May put my own desires aside so I can give to this to the yeah. larger thing at hand. Yeah. And I, I think that's where a true alpha male taps into both, hey, I, I'm, and we know some leaders in our lives yeah. who can use their power plays they're at the top of an organization of yeah. 900 people, but they very rarely do because they know how powerful they are and yeah. they know that in their true authority... They've learned to hold it back. And then in their true authority, they also know true authority empowers. Yeah. So it actually gives power away to build other people up. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like if, if it says about the Lord goes to and fro the earth looking for the tenderhearted, I yeah. think some of that is mm. down to... He's looking to see the ones that have been gifted with an experience, therefore building authority. Are you going to share this for the other people or are you going to keep it to yourself? Yeah. And, I, and that's what I feel. Well, it's good. the same with favor as well. Mm. But I think for me, I, I, I've noticed when people are trying to gain a sense of power, whether it's through an alpha dominant yeah. uh, lens or whether it's just this form of control and manipulation. Yeah. They're doing it because they haven't healed something up with a yeah. private conversation they should be doing with the Lord, mm. or just a general sense yeah. of guidance from accountability. When I see when I see the guys and girls mm-hmm. who have both, they've they've actually the the common denominators I've seen are this. That if we if we're talking about if there are people going, I'd really like to embrace a little bit more of that alpha yeah. part of me but I don't know how to it's yeah. been drilled in us like the guy that messaged me going I just see it as aggressive and domineering and so now I've got a real problem with them yeah, but I'd is- actually like to embrace it as a positive thing yeah. Yeah. for me I'm for me I just think you need to you need to actually embrace the very essence of power being a beautiful thing that you were given. <coughs> you can only do that if you're actually willing to go through hardships that make you authoritative yeah. in the first place. And um, there's this brilliant book that I was reading it an awful lot during the time I was writing the book last summer, and it was called The, the Coddling of the American Mind and Why We're Setting Up the Next Generation for Failure. Wow. <laughs> it's quite a long title, mm-hmm. but it, it grabbed me. It's a really brilliant book, and it talks about lawnmower parenting and... Um, helicopter parenting uh-huh. and how we've managed or tried to avoid yeah. our children from having adversity yeah, and the problem like with it. Uh-huh. 
the problem with it is that uh, we lose all the conversations to talk to our children going, so how are we going to handle this hurdle? That's how are right. you going to look at this? And then they don't know how to handle it when it comes to. up in their life. So they no crumble. wonder if we're actually, essentially if we're Christians, we're running to the church to yeah. avoid some hurdles <laughs> or adversity. Wow. We're trying to avoid um, anything that's frightening. And we hear about our Savior and maybe he can he's kind and meek and gentle yeah. and joyful and we can just avoid all those things that are horrible about life or well, the yeah. problem is mm-hmm. and we actually lose some of the sense of authority and power that we yeah. could get yes in that's our own right. character that's yeah. right and so yeah i don't know whether it's have you read grit no angela Talk. angela duckworth talks wrote, about the same yeah kind of just talks about how two some of the two of the uh, greatest qualities great are, title of a book yeah it's just passion and perseverance oh. of how like so often we are so indebted to our passions especially in american society yeah but not the perseverance side or vice versa. Right. Like we're just about persevering, enduring, and not really um, stable on our passions. And so she's saying the combination of both actually brings, so three Ps actually brings purpose. So if you can have passion and perseverance, then you can find purpose. So that's another great book as well. And it does talk about that that dynamic of like, well, when we take away all opportunities yeah all all scary hardships yeah. you know parents don't want to see my dad will always say i i wish i could take that away yeah. from me yeah. right now yeah. but i can't yeah and i'm so glad that he didn't take away a lot of those things no. that he had to watch me go through right because they it shaped gave it, us yeah it, it, it gave me so much perseverance yeah yeah <sighs> I just would really love to hear Ty's alpha roar whilst your golden doodle is lying <laughs> on her back on Ty's stomach. <laughs> Legs open. The happiest open. little puppy in the world. She's so happy. She's very happy. Look at her. Oh, she's happy. Right she now. loves yeah, a good she, oh, snuggle. She's so happy. Uh, picking her up to keep her from knocking over the mic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I do wish everyone. I do wish. This, this must photos. be. This should so, absolutely. So Teddy was walking by Carrie, <laughs> and Tyler grabbed her. So she went around the mic, and so Tyler grabbed her, and he's sitting in a in a chair holding Teddy with her belly up, and she's just content. I don't think she likes it but she, she's but she's, she's content. content yeah yeah she's not trying to move when, like, when we talk about alpha teddy has zero alpha in here <laughs> she's like she's saying she's saying whatever i can do to please everyone around me is tell me what i gotta do to that's please my role <laughs> yeah that's right oh my oh. god so so ty did you want to do an alpha roll wait what's the question did you want to do an alpha roll do a roar a roar <laughs> do it with Teddy on your on your lap. Brow. I can't do a roar. I can't remember the last time I roared about anything. Uh, I think Joe James exotic. sounded like a roared ever in my life. Lord just did an alpha oh, roll you, with a you massive burp. You have been in Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> I've never roared. Guys, I'm pregnant. We should just finish it off like that. We should just finish it with Laurie doing a huge belt. Yeah. Worship session. <laughs> oh, what? sorry. Go ahead. I, I wasn't saying anything. Oh, I thought you were about to. No, I burped. No, I was just oh, okay. embracing Laurie And I'm just saying, listen, I'm pregnant. Things come out yeah. <laughs> now. Well, so basically what we're yeah. trying to do from this podcast is redefine <laughs> yeah. alpha redefine. and say it's not a bad thing. And I think give... It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Give people as permission. As long as it's laced with empathy. Yeah. I think give people permission. I think, I think it's specifically important for women who yeah. have that unction of drive, yeah. which society wants to suppress... And then what, anything we try to suppress will ultimately come out. 
So I think it's well, a patriarchal society. Yeah. Sure, Give, giving women giving women permission to say actually if you if you want to be outspoken if you want to take charge or take these things that's fine. You I I think there is we do live in a society where that still is looked down upon. Mm. Like and and so I think if women yeah. are feeling hey I I can't I can't truly be me I can't be um, direct I can't be outspoken then we. We don't like that. So we want yeah. to give women permission. And then also men on both sides or all people, you don't have to find your identity in your ego. You don't have to no. find in puffing your chest up. You actually get to find it in the authority lies within you and the gentleness and for us in the kindness of the Lord. Like he's given us authority because he has first loved us. Mm. I think that's where our authority comes from. So I can love the least of these on the side of the street just like I love a person Very high good. in society so good b- because I know where my worth comes from yeah and so I think wh- wherever you are you don't have to be the alpha male or alpha female but just knowing your worth society's definition yeah society's that. definition but but if you are and you feel a proclivity towards those um, demonstrations of leadership then you just need to have permission and keep authority and empathy yeah. in the same balance and I think also and we'll finish with this when we were doing this session the other day with with all those students of empowering mm-hmm. women, James was saying, "I've never really had a day where I've had to think that I'm too much." Yeah, and mm-hmm. the students were blown away by that because the girls were like, "Oh my gosh, I never thought about that before." The guys haven't really ever thought had to think about being yeah. too much, mm-hmm. yeah. and then James started to do this apology of like, "Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. that you've," and I actually felt I actually felt that yeah. maybe James should actually finish with an apology to oh. listeners. Oh. Do it. I'd love to. Um, because some of the girls were really crying. And I actually really felt yeah. like, yeah, I feel like there's this an apology mm. for, for, I mean, for what I've gone through in my journey. Yeah. of like, gosh, I've been accused sometimes of being too much or yeah. you're too much I of the know. push and I want to be more of the pull and, you know, whatever that looks like, yeah. whether it's dating or in workplace. Yeah. And when you find the right people, when you find the right guys and, and, and female women that want to embrace the authority of other women in the yeah. environment, yeah. it's the most extraordinary and most freeing thing in the world. Yeah. And, and it really does introduce you to your destiny yeah so but i think even having the apology of a man towards women yeah for that is the most powerful Mm -hmm. thing yeah then i think some of the listeners are probably wanting to hear yeah i would love to i I think i think we should finish on that that's a great idea and and thanks carrie and and just any any women out there any any minority groups people of color like people who have uh, constantly have faced adversity in your life just as a as a white male as as a person who doesn't have to think am i being too much am i this or that um i empathize with you and i just mm-hmm. first want to just say i'm so so sorry that for any person in your life who has caused you pain who has spoken words over you that you are too much mm-hmm. who is saying this is this is the style or this is what we're looking for i need you to be like this and not you so any point wow. in your life where you've substituted mm-hmm. a part of your God-given ability and identity for something some man or some person in power said, this is the standard, I am so, so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you had to exchange that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just apologize uh, on behalf of men in general. And I just uh, say, women, we, we want you to be strong. We want yeah. you to be powerful. We want you to lead. We want to lead together. Yeah. And even even if we have to create new power structures and dynamics that create 
women how to lead, how they're supposed to lead, then let us do that because we don't want you to lead like we lead. Mm. We want you to lead how, how you are supposed to lead. And so, um, yeah. yeah, I just, I also just want to bless what, like a blessing is just extending a gift of grace. So almost giving power. So I just want to give you permission slips and power to take <laughs> your authority of, of who the Lord says you are and who you know yourself to be at a very young age, whenever it's been robbed, I just pray that that gets restored in this next season. Yeah. So good, James. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I felt the Lord on that. Yeah. But you know what I also felt the Lord on? Mm. I actually felt me and Law apologizing to the men. Come on. For not having their space um, in the move of the feminism movement. Yeah. We've tried to oh, de-voice yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. We've tried to manipulate or control them so we can fire our face. <laughs> and I actually... <laughs> And I actually felt, um, I felt Laurie and I as women to say we're so sorry for mm-hmm. not allowing you to still have your space when we were trying to find our own voices. Mm-hmm. And um, just to thank the men in the world that have embraced us, the Jameses, the Tylers, yeah. the, the guys in the world that go, Yes, we're not intimidated by you. You're mm-hmm. allowed to take your seat right next to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Law, I just felt like, yeah, there's stuff you're feeling stuff. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, mm-hmm. I, I am so sorry to every guy who has heard an angry rant from wow. a quote unquote feminist. Mm. Um, I am a feminist and I. To me, that means that we all have power. Mm-hmm. We all get mm. equality. Yeah. Not that one has more than the other. And mm. I apologize to the ones that we have, in our search for our own power, mistakenly thought we had to take yours away wow. to get our own. Wow, yeah. Because um, there's enough. There's enough in the kingdom to go around. Um, mm. and I'm, I just thank the guys, the men in my life mm. who didn't tell me that I was too much or try to take away the parts of me that are loud and direct and passionate and sometimes overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm so thankful for them, for my dad who told me I could be whatever I wanted to be. Yeah. Thank you to my dad. Like, yeah. Um, to those men who aren't afraid to share space with women thank Mm. you and I bless the men Mm -hmm. to take their space and to take their place at the table there is Mm. a seat at the table for everyone yeah yeah it's good there is something about the dads that yeah. When we come as tiny little women, when we might have been a force on in front of everyone else, when we come and run under their wing, yeah. and we go, "Is that true?" Yeah. And he'll be like, "I don't think, I don't think this guy valued you the way I wanted you to be valued." Yeah. yeah. And there is this thing, and it goes Ooh, both ways. Yeah. yeah. Of like, let's just go back to valuing each other yeah. Yeah. and taking risks of yeah. the adversity of trying with someone that yeah. we might have thought was intimidating, but actually they're just passionate yeah. <laughs> or whatever it looks like. Yeah, and, and ensuring that we as women don't use 
the powers of, of us or our, the authoritative na nature of yeah. us to get manipulative with it, yeah. you know, yeah. in, it, because of our own fears. Yeah. Yes. But I, I think there's something, yeah. I think we're getting there. Yeah. I think we're getting there. I think we're yeah. we're further ahead than we've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can just redefine what alpha <laughs> looks yeah. like, especially in the church. Yeah. Then mm. we might have a brighter tomorrow. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks, I almost Carrie. did. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I yeah. almost did the the song, but I think that would be copyright infringement. Yeah, it would. <laughs> you get sued. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. We love you. We love, love you so you much. Yeah. Care. That was so good. Tyler, give us a roar. Roar. <laughs> Very good. I was, was good. I was Rawr. terrified. Rawr. Thank you so much for listening to the Carry On Podcast. I've so loved your messages. If you're new to this, um, then I'm on Instagram at Carrie Gracie. And you're welcome to DM me there. I do read my own messages. We do have a little team that help me out with it as well. And we have a Facebook page that is called Carrie Lloyd funnily enough so uh, if there's anything you want me to talk about if there's anything you wish to get in touch with us about uh, then you can also go on to www.carrieloyd.live that's my um, main website where you can contact us through there um, always a pleasure never a chore darling <laughs>